the thing that okay so this is the thing that mm -hmm. is kind of a, the overarching theme of this for me which is that they say that they don't want people going out for external help outside of the game and they want people to experience <laughs> it for themselves right and they want people to figure stuff out which i'm all for right i'm all for yeah. that <laughs> but you can't then also say I'm not going to fix this very simple UI change that makes it impossible for new players to buy items oh, and things so... like that, right? It's like if you wow. if you literally don't give people the information, they are going to go and what look you... at yes. elsewhere, right? Yeah. Like as I said, yeah. like I I alt tabbed out of the game almost instantaneously to ask about Welcome to Scav Talk, an Escape from Tarkov podcast with a focus on the continuing development of the game, theory crafting, content creation, and gameplay discussions. I'm one of your hosts, Church. And I'm your other host, Gigabeef. And welcome to the show. Uh, this episode, we're going to be doing something a little bit different, and we're specifically going to be talking about the new player experience and giving you guys sort of our thoughts. Um, Giga Beef, you're actually for your content creation side, you focus a lot on new player experience. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, I, I do sometimes. You know, I stray into other areas, but I would say that the broad themes is usually you know players at the newer end of the scale. Um, mm -hmm. So not all all of it's for brand new people, but um, but yeah, I mean, there's just so much to learn. You know, even somebody who's only been playing for six months or something still still usually has a lot to a lot to learn and doesn't really know the the full game so that's i think that's why it kind of lends itself quite well because there's just so much to talk about so much yeah. for people to figure out yeah i mean what did you want to focus on first uh, there's um there's an awful lot to to unpack in terms of the new yeah. player experience in EFT it's um it's difficult have you played with many new players recently or uh... so recently yes um one of my friends I used to play Apex Legends with, <clears throat> he's he he was like you know been watching the game and then I think he played like a few times um, prior to this wipe, um, and yeah he just got really interested in the game and so uh, I was like heck yeah dude let's play and um, <laughs> then one of his buddies was started playing and then another one of his buddies were playing and um, yeah they're all pretty relatively new you know and um, it's just been super in insightful, you know, to sort of like how much I've taken for granted, mm -hmm. you know, some of the things. Um. Yeah, I think that's like 100% the truth because you forget kind of how much you know and you're just like, yeah, things that you just assume when you're playing for you know, probably a year plus at that, at that stage. It's uh, <laughs> you kind of figure out so many different bits and pieces. You know, I had um, I did a stream last week with my sister, which was which was fun and she played the game. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is kind of the second time that she's properly played so she remembers quite a bit from the first time but even even still there's like so many so many little things that you just don't realize i mean even when you've got somebody who's kind of experienced like guiding you through there's still so many different questions just like random stuff like you know oh you need to heal your thorax with the med okay that's fine it's like right now you need to take painkiller it's just like well how, where do i where do i drag that to i'm like Oh no no no! You don't drag that. You right click and, and press use, and it's like okay. So you have to use the two different meds in two different ways to get the effect that you want out of it. It's just like little little things like that that just um that just make it 
difficult more difficult for people who are, who are starting it's um it is it is an interesting one i mean yeah do, I, i've got i've got some some thoughts if you if you want me to to go first in terms of like things that people f- initially struggle with i think when i very first started my channel i i tried to begin with like a an overview kind of beginner's guide like a very very yeah, very basic that was like guide. your first one of your first things video, that right? i did it was me kind of learning how to do video editing and, and actually record videos and, and make you know, just make this content in general um but that was kind of interesting because it's that was like the proper 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 basics and even things like i remember when i first started playing right and like Coming from PUBG, you know, it's kind of a, a long, you know, it's, it's not a milsim, but it's kind of a long that route, much more that, so than an arcade uh, type FPS. And just the mm-hmm. number of controls in Tarkov, I remember being quite over, overwhelming. And I was quite it excited was about lot. it. And just yeah. just like, you know, being able to control your move speed all the way, you know, in, in a sort of graduation and being able to control yeah. your height um, for a crouch yeah. in, different, in, in different ways, just using, using controls and trying to like learn the muscle memory for those things. My God, like it, it took a long time. It took a long time to fix that stuff just because it's just not like that in any other game. And yeah. I think there's that those kind of things are like the very, very first hurdle that people have. And some other basic stuff. I mean, I, I even remember loading the game up, starting it for afresh, and then Googling almost instantaneously, does it matter if you pick Bear or Usec? Because it doesn't tell you anything yeah. about what that's going to do, whether there's like, yeah. you know, stories line stuff behind it whether it's going to change the loadouts like it says nothing and it's just like do you want to play as america or russia and you're like i have no idea like <laughs> yeah and i distinctly remember that and i was googling it just like does this does it mean i can't play with my friends if i want you because that, that was the, the biggest worry for me is that like if you're on a different team you can play with other people that you know right because that happens there's like i've played so many games where that happens and um, the fact that it just doesn't tell you up front, even just a simple thing of don't worry, you'll be able to play with anybody no matter which one you pick. Or this is this is kind of what this does. You know, you'll start off with a you know Russian Arsenal or or um, American Arsenal in terms of your uh, your stash like it is now. I think it could do with like a little, just some little bits in in that way. Like there's no the game can be hardcore and be difficult and hard without just being like purposefully just like opaque and obtuse so it doesn't need it doesn't yeah, need to be like that like yeah. it doesn't make it i don't feel like it lessens the experience of the game in some way by telling you what picking you or bear does <laughs> um, yeah. i think that's kind of like the the very first the very first pieces of of the new player experience like that are are, are rough um and I think there's like there's one particular piece i, I was going to touch on this like to start with about the mm-hmm. unintuitive ui um, and I'm kind of monologuing a little bit, but I'll, I'll let you speak in a second. And the one, my one least favorite piece of the UI of all things is something that we forget about as experienced players, which is the very first time you visit the traders, you actually can't figure out how to buy anything. So you have to click the thing, you, or you click buy, mm. then you click the thing. And then you're like, how the hell do I buy this? And it just says you don't have the required items. And you have to go down to the bottom. There's a little checkbox that says, you know, tick, auto fill with the required items amount and once you check that it auto fills it with rubles every time you go to the page you never have to do it again but the very first time you go in it's I, like oh my god i do and remember everyone that. forgets yeah. that you have to do this and every single person that i've played with that tries to go in first time i'm just like, oh just go and buy you know whatever it is that i'm telling them to go and buy from the, like a balaclava or something and they're just like 
how do I buy from this guy? Like, why is this so difficult? Yeah. And it's just like, so that's probably my least favorite piece of design because it happens immediately and it just like, it just annoys everybody. And it's not a big, it's not really a big issue because after that it's fixed, but it's just kind of unnecessary, right? And it's like, when you take a step back and you look at some of the UI design, you think they really could do is an overhaul of some of this stuff, right? It's like, you have to, you have to click here and, and then we've made leaps and strides in terms of navigating around in general, because now we've got all the tabs and stuff. So that does make it a bit better. But when you go in and you have to click the buy tab and then click the thing, and then you have to click there and you have to press this. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of clicking. There's a lot of clicking. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is a lot of question marks on some of their choices, but I mean, like, it's tough because the game's still in beta. So a lot of like the um I don't wanna say I don't want to say tutorial, but even like, you know, just like explain to them like, hey, this is a bear, this is the faction, this is what this means whenever you pick this faction. You know? Yeah. Even that just seems like so down the road in their priority list, I would I would imagine anyways. I don't know. Yeah, I would guess so. I'm just not entirely sure why. I guess it's just because, like, the thing that... Okay, so this is the thing that mm-hmm. is kind of a, the overarching theme of this for me, which is that they say that they don't want people going out for external help outside of the game, and they want people to experience <laughs> it for themselves, right? And they want people to figure stuff out, which I'm all for, right? I'm all for yeah. that. <laughs> but you can't then also say... I'm not going to fix this very simple UI change that makes it impossible for new players to buy items oh, and things so... like that. Right. It's like, if you, wow. if you literally don't give people the information, they are going to go and what look you... up yes. elsewhere. Right. Yeah. Like, as I said, yeah. like I, I alt tabbed out the game almost instantaneously to ask about bear versus USEC because it's important. Right. And if you've played lots of different games before, you know that it can be really critical and that if you start playing play for five hours or something and then your friend joins and they go oh well i want to play as the russians and then you so it turns out 10 hours later that you can't actually play with each other it sucks and uh, you know people who've been playing games all their lives like me know this and i, I think most of us do that you, you can fall into these pitfalls quite easily and we kind of like mm-hmm. i don't know it's like my spidey sense is tingling you know when there's something like that i'm like oh oh factions oh that must mean something it must mean yeah. something right why I mean, would it, it gives be there you... if it doesn't mean anything right it has a, you have an option it has to be important you know, this seems like one of those things that you can't change. I yeah. mean, you don't know as a player, but you just kind of assume like this, this, this looks important. There's two different options exactly. here. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So like, I mean, at this point, right, what I've talked about so far, we haven't even pressed the escape from Tarkov button, no. right? We've, we've created, <laughs> we've created the character. We've decided on a faction and we've tried to buy a balaclava and then we've had, you know, it's just like. A lot of, there's a lot of roadblocks there. Yeah. I feel like some of these things should be quite easy to, to fix, though. And this is the thing. It should be quite straightforward. Maybe the UI less so, but even just like some some basic things. And I'll, I'll touch a bit more on this later in terms of information in the game, because I think that they could do a, a bit of a better job there. But I don't know. Like in, in As much as it is frustrating for, in some ways, I do remember also quite enjoying it, because you don't know really what's what's wrong about it when you first play right you're just experiencing it and just like the bewildering complex nature of the whole system that they'd set up yeah i was like oh my goodness and there's like the trade even at level one traders right because you don't know what to expect really and i think the only real um equivalent that i've seen of that is kind of like i don't know other rpgs and like 
Diablo 2 and that kind of stuff, which sort of looks similar with, with the traders and, and whatnot. And um, but you're looking through and you're like, oh my goodness, look at all this stuff. There's like stuff everywhere and there's bits for everything. This is insane. And it was quite, honestly, I was quite excited when I first started to play. I, I was excited because I was like, this this is like nothing I've ever played before. Like, why can I buy like a hammer for a pistol? This is this is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> it's just, um, it's just crazy. So it's kind of like, I, I think that does temper it a lot because people are excited to play and really have no idea what's going on. And it's like that experience of, bringing like dragging yourself up the cliff the cliff face learning curve that is actually quite fun at least i enjoy it and uh, you know enough other people seem to enjoy it too to keep playing given all the influx of new people and things and um i think yeah just with like i don't know so many content creators helping people out i think it's uh that kind of helps yeah what were you gonna say i think there's like a good fine line or a or like they need to adjust where they are on the spectrum, but there's like a fine line between spoon feeding information and then you having to like read a book on how to build a gun <laughs> on it so you can apply it to a video game. You know what I mean? There's like a there's like a good fine line in between. Like if they want to be like, okay, we want you to, you know, within the game, you know, learn and experience and find the information, but like like half the information isn't in the game probably that's probably not even fair to say probably like 20 percent information's in the game the rest you have to go on the wiki you know what i mean like yeah. they don't have all the tools there all the resources in the game for you to do what they want you to do you know exactly exactly i think they have made some strides towards making things better i was just trying to think about you know what they've changed since i started playing and stuff like you know, adding the preset screen for for weapons yeah. and things just helps so much. Um, before then, yeah, literally like trying to figure out what the meta weapons were on your own, like trying to piece stuff together and not even being able to try it because you have to buy everything. And, you know, when you're a super scrub and you're first starting, you like don't have enough money to buy anything. And so you're like, well, I'm, I'm scared to buy all this stuff because it's like half of my money. I have to like, it might not even fit because <laughs> it says you it's the- compatible, but like it might not work. You remember the first time you unlocked the flea market? Yes, but I think I do. I was kind of in anticipation of it because I kind of looked it up already. Oh, you cheated a little bit. <laughs> but this is the thing because, like, so what I found was that while I was on the train, I would read. I basically read mm-hmm. the wiki. Yeah. Like, this is the kind of this <laughs> is the kind of person yeah. I am anyway. I, I basically read the wiki yeah. for like two weeks straight, pretty much something like yeah. that while I played. And so it did kind of like, I did leap ahead in terms of knowledge over actual like in-game um, kind of experience, right. I suppose, um, just because it was like, you know, it's dead time and I want to figure out, you know, I've heard all sorts of stuff about the modular health system and, you know, the, the way that the weapons handle and the, the the ballistics. I think that's what dragged me in in the first place was kind of the fully realistic balli- you know, ballistics and the fact that the the bullet matters, not the not the gun, like in every other game. Um, mm-hmm. And that was kind of where I first started. And it's just like once you start tugging on that thread on the wiki, it's just like the whole thing unravels. And it's just like completely, in, you know, just takes over your life, like reading this thing. So yeah, I just used to spend like all my traveling time just reading the wiki and like trying to figure out like how on how in God's name does this this game actually function and how does this stuff stuff work? Um, but yeah, I mean, the flea was super exciting. I mean, do you have like a specific? I I, I like I remember unlocking it and being excited to to kind of buy lots of stuff but like do you have a specific experience of, of unlocking the i just remember being like god this is like the 
forbidden fruit of the garden there's all the <laughs> knowledge is <laughs> came down to me because there's like a million like you go to like oh link search my ak 74 su and it's like oh my god what am i doing like what how do i how do i get a grip on my on my ak you know it was like it took me forever to figure uh, it out once i figured it out yes then it was like i have four choices the one that doesn't do anything the, the stock one and I have the Goliath handguard and I have the B11 and then I have like the XRSU one, whatever it's called. And it's just like, it's so like you have to click back and forth to see the stats and you look at the price. I end up going with the Goliath cause I was a total new and I thought it looked cool. And you know, it had like rails on it. it I was like, cool. okay, well this, it, this can definitely work. And then I went to put the muzzle on. I was like, wait a minute, I can't put the muzzle on. So then I had to buy a different suppressor cause I bought the wrong one. And it was just like, it was such a, like, I probably overpaid so much for that gun, but I was so proud of that gun. My Goliath Vanguard Gigabeef, I was so proud of it. That looked so cool. When the factory died instantly. <laughs> and that's the thing, right? Like, I think that's the, you, you do feel so proud when you figure it out. I remember speaking to, um, it was the, the other friend who bought it at the same time as me. Um, mm -hmm. And we were both in the stash and we were just trying to figure out, I can't even remember what exact combination we were trying to do. And I'd like, fi I'd like figured it out. I had it all figured out. I was like, I know how to put scopes on AKs. Now I've got this down. You buy this, you buy this, um, what, cause what was it then? Like when I first started playing, they didn't have the bastion in the game. It was the, the TT, uh, 10,000, that one. Oh, and yeah, it was just the rail yeah. that just went on the cover. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, you buy this bad boy and then you buy this other thing. And then um, it, it was just, it was, it was so funny. I can't, and now I can't even remember what the, what the issue was. There was a problem with like getting a scope on or like my friend just couldn't make it work. Maybe it was cause I think it might've been like, I had the AKS, um, so the AKMS and he had, so the AKMS N and he had the AKMS or something. And I was just like, you just put it on. Like it just works. And he's like, no, it's not working. Cause it's like the dovetail. Um, obviously it wasn't on his weapon or some, something along those lines. But we spent like half an hour trying to figure out why his gun couldn't take a scope and mine could honestly it was like the most ridiculous thing we actually got really frustrated with it in the end um and i do yeah i, I wonder whether it's the thing is like thinking back i do think like oh you know it's probably a bit easier now because you have the preset system and stuff but like when you first start playing yeah. you don't have the flea market you don't have the the workbench right. you can't even look at the presets you don't have all the items identified anyway so they don't even appear in the preset system yeah. so it probably isn't actually any easier than it used to be and like I remember just like trying to figure out how, like once you learn the power of the linked search, that like completely changes the game. It completely changes the game for you because then you know like, ah, okay, so here's, here's how I build the tree of attachments and how they all fit to this weapon. But before then, um, you're just like, I don't know how any of this stuff fits and I can't make this connect to this. Like, because you pick up something, you like pick up a stock and then you're like, right, I have a gun, I have a stock. How? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like oh no i need the like pt lock thing and then you know all of yeah. that all of that rubbish yeah, yeah, yeah. which you just don't realize about at first and so yeah you, that's... It's, it's great when you get it when you get it working yeah but the the process of doing that is just so like because you don't have as a new player you don't have any knowledge so once you learn that link search is your solution i guess you then have to link search everything mm -hmm. and then inspect everything. Mm -hmm. And that's just, that's just taking so much chunk of time where you're not really learning the game inside the raid. You know, you're just what, what they could basically just, you know, have, let's say you just had 
you already knew you didn't have to there was no examining you just knew everything yeah right that would just like save so much time you know how much time i spent link searching everything because i wanted i wanted to make sure i was like getting the most value for everything you know yeah. i didn't miss out on a certain attachment like 100 i had a friend who when i first introduced him to the game he mm-hmm. got to level 10 and then spent the next <laughs> yeah. two hours identifying every yeah. item in the flea market yes yes open my, up yeah, every same tab, with my other friends open up every sub tab and right down to the item level and like and i did to be fair i did spare him and i did tell him that middle click was identify so i didn't i didn't force him to go through the right <laughs> click identify him. with everything because there are there have been people who they were like wow this identifying thing takes a while i'm just like yeah just use middle click and they're like oh my god this is a, this is a game changer right it also folds stocks by the way only if you've not got a butt pad on they're just like <laughs> <laughs> oh it's it, it's it's crazy it, it is crazy but yeah i don't know like i wonder like if you were going to make it better i mean i do think and this is kind of going to bridge to the next topic that i was going to talk about which actually someone mm-hmm. alluded to in chat already because it's this is why it's so high on the agenda right i think that if you're going to make the system difficult like that you do need to work people into it. So the very things like mm-hmm. the very first mechanic gunsmith quest, for example, should be at yes. level one. It should give you the items that you need yes. and it should just let you piece it together, right? Things like yes. that. And I've said this before and I'm going to say it again now because it's even more important in this topic than it is normally, which is that games with great design don't they don't feel like work when you're learning them so mm. portal is the classic example where Ooh. you don't ever have to go outside the game with portal you know what if if anybody is interested and i can't remember where this is exactly but there was a documentary about how they made portal and the amount of mm-hmm. testing that they did on various groups as they went through and mm. the design like the portal is one of the best designed games of all time simply because of how much thought they put into the learning experience of the player, because you you don't know how to do any of this stuff to begin with. And if you give somebody a really hard puzzle, like Tarkov's kind of the equivalent of giving you like a puzzle from the middle of Portal right at the beginning of the game. You just don't know how to do it, and you're going to go and look it up on YouTube because you just can't, you can't, you haven't been given enough sufficient training to actually you don't have the to do it. Yeah, you don't have the, yeah, exactly. The you don't have any foundations right. or knowledge or any of that stuff. Because Portal builds up very, very, very gently yeah. right from the beginning yeah. and is expertly crafted to do so. There's a whole section that um, in that documentary about um, too many people were failing a particular puzzle mm-hmm. and they realized it was because they never actually trained anybody to look up in any of the in any of the tasks previous to it. So People just didn't do it and got stuck and just couldn't figure out where to go or like what to do. And I think you had to like put a portal on the roof or something. Um, yeah. And so they edited the one of the tasks beforehand where it was really obvious that that was what you had to do. So when people came to the next task, they were already ready. They were already trained and they were already ready to, to think, oh, maybe I need to look up. And it like increased the success rate by like, you know, 80% or something. And they were like, okay, this is good. And so they, they kept tweaking yeah. lots of things to give you this kind of pathway, right? It's like you need to slowly step, 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 step. Yeah. And that's why it feels so yes. fun. And I think like another game that I played like that was Subnautica, which I, I mentioned before as well, which um, is it, quite, you know, it's a quite a challenging game, but it makes you like the game's designed in such a way that it makes you feel as if you're you're discovering this stuff, even though it's kind of just like clever game design. You know what I mean? But yeah. look, 
that all of that aside, I think some of that definitely that idea uh, the ideology could definitely be brought to the game. Things like the gunsmith quest should be in a particular order to kind of like help you understand the modding system and figure out how to proceed through it and then to you know ultimately be able to make your own your own weapons um yeah easily rather than right now which is it seems to me pretty much just a random order they've just gone like here's a load of gunsmith quests and just shuffle and just pff, kind of whatever um because some of the hard ones are quite early on um yeah especially things like the rsas one right where you, you have to either yeah. pay like a, an extortionate amount on the flea market to buy one. I mean, it's coming down now. Um, or do the barter trade, which requires killing lots of PMCs. <laughs> As a new player, it's probably not really going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. Or you have to find one, right? And it's like, it's quite early. I think it's like, is it Gunsmith 6 or something? I think it's 6 or 5. One of those two, yeah. But I mean, yeah, I, I, th- I think I said before on this as well that I refused to do it and just waited and then did them all. Um, but I will, you know, I'm not ashamed to admit that this wipe is the first wipe where I didn't look up on any, well, except for one stupid thing, um, on the wiki for any of the gunsmith quests. And this is like my third, third, fourth wipe or something. Like it takes a serious amount of, you know, experience in the game to be able to complete these quests without looking it up. Like it's, it's not easy. And that's, and that, to be fair, that's with the preset system as well. So beforehand, it was even harder, right? Things where it says, you know, it has to be under a certain weight. Like, there's not really any other way to do it other than just, like, looking through all the different attachments, right? Because everything's so contingent on everything mm. else. Like, recoil under yeah. this and ergonomics under this, uh, ergonomics over this and then weight under this, but it also needs to have this, this, and this. And it's like, well, I can't just, like, that's not... I, I just need to tr- be able to try, which is why the presets is, is quite good for that. And I do think that was a huge a huge step in the right direction. But, yeah, I mean, like, the... The point of what I was of what I was trying to say in general is that the the quest design really needs. I know it's a placeholder. They've said it's a placeholder. It's a placeholder. It's a placeholder. But they keep tweaking them and adding new things. And I, I don't know. I, I really do think they need to redesign some of these quests and maybe just change the order of them or something. Like Gunsmith definitely could could do with that because it's so it's so clear with Gunsmith. I feel like that'd be the easiest one to start with. Yeah, exactly. And. You could even put more parts in, you know, or some parts that just don't really give you that much XP. Like maybe just have five at, right at the beginning that just come one after another that give you 500 experience each, but they give you a weapon at the end to use. Something like that. You know, it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. a complicated weapon, but, you know, just something to kind of ease people in and teach the player. I think it'd be valuable. Yeah. I think it'd be really valuable. Yeah. I mean, something as simple as like gas block, because I think, you know, that's sort of like a nuanced thing is that, you know, A, the gun requires a gas block and B, the gun also requires a handguard to cover that gas block in most circumstances. Yeah. Um, something like that would just be like, hey, I'm going to teach you how to build guns. I'm a mechanic, by the way, uh, you know, and then it's just like just something simple. And then at, like you were saying, just progressively get more and more difficult, more and more complex, you know, maybe less and less possible combinations to build this gun as you progress through the quest line of, of gunsmith. To me, that just seems, I don't know. It just seems they don't, they're, they, again, they don't have to spoon feed you information, but just give you enough room to learn how to use the system. So that way you can learn as a player and it's more enjoyable for you. Not you have to alt tab and read a wiki and then just copy paste basically. Yeah. Like it's such a poor, poorer experience. Exactly. Right. And then, Yes, it would take a bit of time. Yes, they would need to have like new player control groups to test it in the same way that other game designers do. But ETS, it would, you know, 
it would stop people from going elsewhere to find the information, which is what they've said they want. Yes. So I think it's in their best interest, honestly. Yeah. I think it's in their best fair. interest. I mean, yeah, look, I'm not a real life guns person. I fired I fired a weapon once. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, a couple of times. Um, but I mean, you know, in the UK, it's very, very locked down. Like, we're not a gun culture mm-hmm. at all. And I don't know how an AR-15 gets put together, or I didn't before I played this game anyway. Um, and uh, it was it was very, very confusing for me. It was very confusing. Actually, to be fair, yeah. I guess I didn't, I didn't start modding M4s and stuff until a lot later on. But yeah, even as you said before, the, you know, oh, you have to, the gas block. And I think the thing that used to confuse me so much, like, and it seems stupid now, but like, you'd have the gas block when so you double click on the weapon, it opens up in that kind of like minimized sort of profile view and yeah. you've got the gas block, but the gas block is invisible because it has the handguard already on it. Right. And then there's another right. box, which has got the handguard in it. And if you move the handguard off in the handguard box, it just moves the handguard off and leaves the gas block. If you move the gas block in the gas right. bit, block bit, it removes it completely, including the handguard. Right. And there was just some yes. like really basic, stupid things like that, that I found extremely mm. confusing in at first. That can trip you up for sure. Absolutely. For a new player. Yeah. Because maybe you go to like put the handguard on, you take the old handguard off, but you end up taking off the gas block, Mm -hmm. but you can still put the new handguard on. It doesn't have a gas block and your gun's red. Like, why is this gun red? I don't understand. And and when you double click on it, right in that preview view, it doesn't tell you, Mm -hmm. it just, it just has the gas block missing, right? They should, it should be in red. It should be like gas block is missing. It's in red. It's missing. Warning, warning, warning. (laughs) You can't fire a weapon without it. I mean, I guess they kind of want you to learn yourself, but it's just like, God, it's just, it's just so, it's just so, it's just so difficult. And then, yeah, I mean, so this is, uh, there was a, a comment in chat, which I think like segues mm-hmm. perfectly into my next point, which is like, they said, some of the quests give you so little info to work with that I would find it quite impossible to figure out without looking up some sort of info. That's Antu-RTV who said that, which is pretty much the point I was going to make in that, again, if you don't want people to go off to the wiki, don't make the quests like random rambling from the trader being like oh yeah so there was this dude and he kind of he lived in the the bunk houses on customs um i don't remember the number but uh you you know there's something in there that's important there's one in particular which i've always hated and i think a lot of people hate it and it's the one i can't remember which one it's called it's the one on customs we have to go to the train car and you practically yes. have to lie down oh my god now you remember you remember these games from like they've fallen out of fashion a lot but i guess because it was um the technologies there we don't need to play them anymore the point and click type adventures where you have to kind of like mm-hmm. you know you mouse over the whole screen and then it's like <laughs> oh there's like this one little pixel and it's like oh okay there's the there's the thing that i need it's yeah. like that like what is the need for that because the quests are yeah kind of obtuse and confusing anyway and then when they make the item like so ridiculously like how how did anybody ever find that like you'd go there and be like oh well it, i must be wrong because it's you know it's just literally not here like there's no way of knowing that it's gonna be like down the side of one of the other object models it's just ridiculous like i just think it's crazy like what <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean the only thing that came to my head i don't even know if it's a good solution but they could have like in-game lore or quest related lore notes at like okay let's say that quest you know whoever told you to go to the to dorms and look in a room 
you look in the room, you find a note. He's like, hmm, I think I last saw this guy at the train cart. And he left the thing. There's a note near the train cart. So you get a train cart, you find a note. Oh, yeah, I left the thing in between the little crack in the crevice and the yeah. uh, boxes. Like, that's the only thing I could see them doing. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if that's even a good. I don't know. I think it would approach. be better. I think it would be better. I mean, I'm all for people finding out what to do on their on their own, but I just don't see what the alternative is half the time, other than going to the wiki. You know, I still, yes, yeah. I did all the gunsmiths this time on my own. I still go back and look on the wiki for half the quests because I forget where the item is or it's some annoying location that. Yeah, like which room was this, or like, oh, where did I need to get this key for going into this particular place? Like, you know, even basic ones, right? It's like um, checking, going to get the the bronze pocket watch. I can never remember which room has the machinery key in it in dorms to go and get it from that specific jacket, mm-hmm. so you can actually unlock the truck because you don't have the fleet then, so you have to go and get it another way. Um, and right. I had to go and get it myself, and I was like, I'm damned if I can remember which room that is. <laughs> um, and it's just like it's stuff like that, and it's so hard to work out from. From the quest dialogue, it need, yeah, it needs it needs to either have like a few parts, like you said, or like they don't need to make it easy. But there's no point making it impossible because again, if you don't give people the tools to actually find out this stuff, they're going to go elsewhere, and that's not what they want. This they've said that's not what they want. So you got to help people. I mean, even some of them is like I want to say set up the one where you have to kill PMCs with shotgun mm-hmm. and you have to wear your shotgun scavis. I want to say it says spec gear and it only specifies a Yushanka. It doesn't specify a scav vest. I might be wrong. They might have changed it. Yeah, but, I, um, I don't remember. I mean, there's... There is some, uh, like, important yeah. details missing in the... Yeah. There are some important details missing. That's the one I actually posted on Twitter even because I was so frustrated because I was so determined oh, really? that I was going to be doing all of the gunsmith quests on my own. And then there's the one... There's one of them where you do everything that it says, but it also needs a mag. It doesn't, st- it doesn't say in the yeah, quest, and it also needs a magazine. And I was like, I looked all over the place, and it's one of the ones that's actually kind of confusing because there's there's two AFG grips that you could potentially use, um, mm-hmm. and there's like a, something to do with the stock as well. I can't remember. And I was looking up like people going, oh, it's not working, blah 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 blah. And I, the, so people saying like, oh no, it's because you need to use this, need to use that. And I was like, I've done all this though, I've done it right. I'm sure I've done it right. Yeah. And so eventually I was like, okay, I just can't, I can't get this to work. I'm doing something stupid, obviously. And so, yeah, I went on the wiki and then it says in the note on the wiki, and that's what I posted on Twitter. I was just like, are you actually serious? It says, despite not saying in the, in the requirements, you do need a magazine for the AK f- before you'll take it. And I was like, well, there's no, like, there's no excuse for that now. Like what's the, like, all that is changing is a piece of text in a box. That surely takes two seconds. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's, reported it to them know. maybe it's just down on the priority list because That's, you know yeah. what this, this is actually not just bsg this is a general development thing around the prioritization of large and important things that are critical versus really easy fixes but they're small and quality of life and it's actually a difficult balance it is a difficult balance but i do think that often especially when you start to like systematize coding um it's not something that i do but i've like kind of been in, involved in like general um organization of projects of that kind of thing and mm. there is a tendency especially when it's like right now now that this stuff's kind of getting scaled up when things are getting scaled up it's like we've got a list and we've got a priority list and blah blah, blah. and the really critical big projects 
all sit at the top of the priority list, which is fine. But what it often ends up meaning is that all of the tiny little things like, could you change this piece of text in this box, please? They go, well, it's going to, it's got to be prioritized because it's a piece of tech work. And then it goes to the, the committee of people and they go, well, it's clearly not that important. And I'm like, yes, it's not that important. But it's not going to take you two months like these other items. It's going to take you like 30 seconds to find that. Control F to find that where the other text is and just add it on the end. Like, I don't know. There's, I feel like sometimes that time prioritization section gets missed off where it's like, it's easy to fix. And so that it should have some kind of weighting. Or maybe there's a time allocation that, you know, that you guys should say, fine, you know, what 5% of the time we're going to spend on things that are like, you know, super quick fixes. We'll fix this and fix this and fix this. And to be fair, they are doing that in some sense, but. Yeah, little things like that, like really niggle me. It's just like, it's so, it seems so easy. Maybe it's just because I'm a, not a coder. Um, but I just, I don't I think I maybe get... it gets thrown under the polish phase, you know, like the very maybe. late stage of learning, I would just think. Well. Maybe, maybe. But again, you know, you get to that quest. Yeah, no, it's important. Everyone's going to end up on the wiki. Yeah. Everyone. Because it's literally no way of completing it if you follow it to the letter it's not possible it's not possible to complete that quest without going out for external help unless you randomly have the mag attached right so if you buy one with the mag on it it's fine and you don't realize and you don't know because you just try to hand it and it works but if you don't like i didn't this time because i never I, I was like i never thought i had this problem before and i think it's because there was always a magazine on it and this time it didn't it didn't work so annoying <laughs> yeah very very annoying but yeah i mean look quest quest design in general maybe it'll be completely different once they um once they yeah bring out the the main quest line and all this stuff and they said Mm -hmm. it's placeholder Mm -hmm. like we said before and like there's not too Mm -hmm. much point talking about what it's going to look like in the future because we just have no idea um but i think whatever they do they should think about those design elements in terms of slowly yeah. ratcheting people into the game and it would and, and retain more new players i think and to be fair you know they are a smaller studio and this is like mm-hmm. what their second game i want to say yeah i think someone someone so, said third somewhere but i don't know what the first one is because the contract was and then and then they just, i don't yeah. know what there was if there was another one there might have been a unless this was contract wars but they might have done like a cod clone web-based game and specifically in the eastern market i don't remember sure the, the only one that i really know about is, is contract wars and i don't really know much about mm-hmm. that either to be fair i know mm-hmm. there's like some um some links back to it but i never actually played it it would actually be quite interesting to go and play i think you still can i think it's still open maybe, huh. maybe do that at some point that'd be quite that could, could be quite fun actually <laughs> yeah you know the uh the woods expansion you know that like new un area mm. i don't know if you're very familiar there's yeah. like this radio shack tower thing that's like directly taken from contract wars and someone on twitter did like a side by side and i was like oh that's so cool for like the people that play contract wars like it's a bit of a nostalgia for them i thought that was pretty cool i did see that on reddit actually somebody saying oh look they put this uh they're my favorite spot in into into the game which is nice that is nice well i mean they're the same they're the same universe aren't they so um they're the same timeline they start they're part of the same kind of universe from a lore perspective so it'll be interesting to see what they do with it um right so what else what, what's next so what's next on your on your list about the new player stuff i've got other things but if you've got um 
got anything specific that you want to bring up first, then be my guest. Yeah. Um, so here are some things. I took down some notes on some things that stood out to me, specifically this swipe, like I said, when I was playing with some new players, but some other things outside of that. Um, so some things that like I called coined noob traps. <laughs> um, like found in race status was like uh. one that was confusing because they were like, why can't I sell this gun that I got? Like I got this in the raid from the PMC I killed. I was like, doesn't have the check mark. He was like, wait, wait, it needs a check mark? Oh my god, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout out to James. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just like it's it, you, he found it in the raid. Technically, he should be able to sell in the flea market, but because that's just like a system they put in, you know, it's kind of I don't know. Yeah, I remember when they were first talking about it, and I actually don't, I don't really have anything too bad to say about the finding raid system i think overall it was good for the game even mm. though i, I I've, I've always said this i think it was good for the game the effects that it's had on the game are good but i don't really like the implementation and this always comes back to like the unintuitiveness of it where and i don't it, it, i can't remember who said this first but they said you can kill a pmc and take their gun from a raid and not be able to sell it because it's not finding raid but you can mm. buy a load of stuff off the flea market and craft something in the hideout, never <laughs> enter the raid, and that is finding raid. And it's finding raid. And it's like <laughs> yeah. the complete, like, it's super weird, right? And it's, yeah. I don't like, maybe they just rename it. Maybe just stop calling maybe it finding raid or something. It. I'm sure there's a better way that you could phrase it. But that's like one of the strangest, like unintuitive concepts. And it's, it's funny because um, I don't think I've played with anybody who's like, brand new since finding raid came in but played for long enough i've attempted to just play with people who've like who just want to like dabble a little bit um so no one ever really get like the, the people I've, I've played with don't really get to level 10 and so they never really experience it so i've i'm yet to see mm. kind of like how people um find it which is which is interesting hearing what you're saying about it because that's you know well, it's the clear outcome that you might imagine, right? If someone goes, yeah, I think that's the classic thing of I kill a PMC, I take their stuff, I go to try and sell it, and I can't. That's the normal one that people run into and and go, well, it's I found it in the raid, so what gives? But even like, oh, I need this for my quest. This is super important. Let me put it in my container. Like, well, <laughs> you're out of luck. <laughs> <Well, lot. laughs> you have to survive technically because yeah. you'll lose a found raid status. So yeah. it's like. But I don't, I don't think know. the game says anything about that either. No, anywhere. it's just like one of their sub-mechanics of you, the system. Yeah, where it's like you try to sell it on the flea and you click on it and it goes, eh, eh, not found in raid. Yeah, And you go, huh, okay. And it's one of those things that like playing the game before that was put in place and then knowing that it was coming and then playing with it after, it makes a lot of sense. But for somebody who's just like picking up the game for the first time, the game literally doesn't mention it anywhere. No, yeah. even even right. Okay, so this is like even more fundamental. Somebody who's playing the game for the first time, it doesn't even tell you that in the items in the secure container are not going to be lost. Hmm. I didn't even think about that. And some people, I've seen people go in with no secure container because they've they've heard that they're going to lose everything, and they keep their alpha in their stash. Oh, wow. Which is completely, it was completely sensible, right? You can see why somebody would yeah. do that. But it's like, no, dude, no, that's not, 
that's <laughs> not how it works. And, that, and that's yeah. the thing, right? There's, in my opinion, there's absolutely nothing wrong with telling people that that's that game mechanic because that is purely a game mechanic. There's nothing realistic right. about that. Yeah, someone in chat saying, my friend did that the first time. Yeah. Like, there's, there's nothing realistic about that in any way. That's a pure game mechanic. This concept only exists within the walls of Escape from Tarkov. You just got to yeah. tell people. What is wrong with just being able to tell people? Like, you, you, you can tell people that kind of thing. It's okay. It won't detract from the experience, you know? You know what would be cool is if when you load into your stash, you see this, you know, you look at your character and you see this, like, question mark box at the bottom and you inspect it. And then a, a little pop-up dialogue comes out. This is your securing container. Items you put in here will not. See? Five seconds. We solved it. There you go. That's it. Yeah. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. So God, like... I'm so smart. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, basically, it's like that. It's, it's funny, right? It's Again, it's about the assumptions that we make as we're experienced players. Yeah. We're talking about finding raid and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like even the basics, like secure containers, are, uh, are quite confusing. Like... I mean, this is a very, very slight tangent, but I also remember being so constricted on stash as a standard account player. And I played, like, to be mm. fair, like, I played two full wipes as, as a standard account player and only bought EOD on wipe three. And so, you know, I've I've been there and I've done it. And that was kind of wipe three. I was like, I've I've suffered enough. You know, I, des I deserve this yeah. now. Um, but back then, you know, hoarding all sorts of random crap that wasn't very useful... Yeah, scab vests and all sorts because you just don't know what's valuable what's not and you don't have anything valuable in your stash anyway when you're first starting and like figuring out some of the small stuff like oh my goodness the rig actually has more space on the inside than the outside and oh if i take the pistol grip off the off the gun oh it gets smaller and i can like i can hoard even more weapons like this that i'm not <laughs> going to use you know all, all that kind of stuff and that was those are those are some like you know wonderful things and and that kind of thing can stay in the game being undiscovered until you kind of figure it out because it's not like critical to progression you know it's like something that you work out yourself like a little puzzle and that's that is okay to be silent on i think uh it's kind of the only problem i have with it is that you end up as a standard account player spending more time in your stash hoarding stuff and trying to make everything fit like, i can remember when i was first playing like i would go on a scav run and like specifically before I go on that scav run, I make sure I load my PMC up with all the backpacks he can carry. Like yep. make sure all the cells are open. Yep. Go on a raid, scav in. Now I got to fit everything. Now I'm like taking bags off my scav, putting bags on my scav to put stuff in there. Like it's you spend so much time doing that. It's it, I mean I don't it 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 is what it is because obviously EOD is more expensive and you get the benefits of that. You know it it yeah. is what it is. But. And it's part of the game. But like I don't like I think the moment when you reach peak Tarkov and this was kind of like, I've ended up in this situation a few times and now I never let, I never let it happen now because it is crushing when, when it does, when your stash is full mm -hmm. and you go, oh, I'm just going to go on this quick scav run. And then you have an insane raid. It's crazy good. And you leave and there's just nowhere to put anything. And you're like, I have made a terrible mistake. Yeah, <laughs> and you spend sucks. like, you end up spending like 30 minutes, like, optimizing every last square to try i mean i do anyway maybe that's just me but like to try and like fit this stuff in because i just do not want to just discard those items and have them be destroyed i think that's like the peak new player experience is not realizing just how much space some of this stuff takes and then try to like i just imagine my pmc is like you know this kind of like a shipping container or whatever and he's just like God, like, <laughs> trying to get all this stuff in it's like God, just one more. We could pop one more Yushanka in there. One more brown-handled knife, so I can upgrade to my MP5. 
just get another one in yep. slide into the sides you know oh god oh it's good kind of it's good time piggybacking off the uh on raid stuff um there's this mechanic that's still in the game that does not belong in my opinion because <laughs> it doesn't even do what it's intended to do okay but it's cursed and tagged so i was watching one of my friends stream the, the new, new player do stir up on factory mm-hmm. and they were getting charged by scavs and they were freaking out because they were thinking it's a pmc like they're fighting a player and it it basically caused them to panic for a scav which around this time they were like fairly they were like intermediate you know what i mean they yeah. weren't really in the beginner but they were freaking out because the scabs charging them and they're like bro why am i getting charged i'm like so i'm like telling them like yeah you know um there's this mechanic called christian tag basically if you don't have enough gear you're marked and they'll rush you like oh why isn't in the game i was like yeah well you see there's this thing called hatchet runners back in the day but <laughs> even now and this is sort of a tangent but you can literally just interchange hatchet run run past all the scavs they don't like charge you down and i don't know why i don't know if it's like at the start of the raid you're marked and because factory the spawns like you're spawning next to scavs basically and so they just rush you whereas like on a bigger map there's no scavs around you to actually charge you but by the time you get into the building they're not even charging you anymore they're just regular patrol mode um anyways i that that whole system to me is just dumb just because it doesn't do what it's in it only punishes new players in my opinion because think about it if you're a new player and you're dying a lot you you're naturally going to want to bring in you're naturally going to risk less gear which could put you in a scenario where you're cursed and tag and if you're playing a map like factory you're just going to get it's just i can just see it just being such a bad experience for a new player uh yeah a hundred percent i actually couldn't when you were talking about it then, I couldn't remember whether it is actually still in the game or not. And that, I guess it's just something that I never really experienced, but I guess yeah, I guess I just never go in with just a pistol, but I haven't heard anybody talking about it properly for ages. So I did like I kind of forgotten that it was even in the game, if I'm if I'm being perfectly honest. Um because I don't yeah, I haven't really seen anybody anyone complaining about it. But look, if it if it's still if it is actually still there, then yeah. It's people are going to run into it, especially when they've got the gear fear and they you know, want to do low, low, uh, low gear runs. It's um... here's the kicker too: if you die, you 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 oh, get yeah. punished. Yeah, yeah, you, you have to pay the full one, one health on every limb. Yes, right? yeah. That's that's the kicker, yeah. and it's so the system is so weird because I don't know what it is, but if you have like a rig, I want to say, and a pistol, and maybe like. A vest, you're fine. But if you don't have like a vest, but you have a rig and a pistol, you're, there's like some weird combinations yeah. where you can get past it. But like to me, it just it. Yeah. Well, yeah, the whole point was to try and stop hatchlings from just like running in. But this is the thing, as you said, right? It's a it's a, a hangover from a an older time in the game when yeah. the finding raid system wasn't in place because right. now you have to leave as well. Uh, in order to actually sell your items. So if you manage to like run into resort, grab a lead axe, you know, shove it up your butt and then run to the extract and survive, then and then I guess you also need to be um it also can't be a run through. Uh, that's the that's the kicker. So like there's there's quite a few mechanics in the game now to we'll kind see. of prevent it. 
All right, to cut you off, but it's sort of changed a bit now. It's all about the Tetrises and GPUs. What you, on the loot runs? You, you mean? can, yeah, because you can go. You can still you can still hatch a run technically. You can go on whatever map you want. Oh, but you then but if you get them. a Tetris, you barter. If you get a GPU, you put it in your farm. You, you mm, see what I mean? I see. It's sort I see. Of, I see. I see. That makes sense. It has that a totally fixed the problem because there's there's a lot of hatchet runners on interchanges. Usually, one a game, or they'll have like a pistol. Yeah, but they're pretty much naked. See again, like interchange is probably my least played map by like a long way. Um, yeah. Well, as PMC anyway, like I do actually do quite well. I have done quite a lot of interchange scab. I do much more at the beginning of the wipe. I kind of stop playing um, once once I have like the hideout to a certain level, and I'm not, you know, completely broke all the time buying GPUs, which is how I pretty much spend the first kind of month. And then after that, it's like I pretty much just do scab on factory because I don't money's not really a problem anymore. Um, so that's interesting. That's interesting because it's not something that I normally experience there. But that that makes complete sense, you know, because you, if you can barter for stuff, then yeah, then it doesn't matter. And it's not low level players either. These guys are like level forty, level fifty sometimes. Like they're high level. I've never understood and that because they're they're just doing it economically. Just think about it, Giga. Why would you do like if if you just wanted to like fill up your farm as fast as possible? And let's say you're just like an average player. You can basically risk nothing. The only thing you pay is the therapist fee. And you would just go in and out that fast because you takes you like two minutes to get to the store. If you want, you can invest in the SJ6 every raid. You run to the first tech store you come across. Let's say you Rasmussen or Texco or mm-hmm. Techlite, um, German, TTS. Like there's a bunch of graphics card spawns. You get a graphics card in your butt, boom. You can nade yourself, die. It doesn't matter. You don't care about the fee. Because the the Bitcoin over time is just gonna like surpass that enormously. I guess. You know what I mean? so, yeah, I guess so. I'm gonna put myself in the mind of the hatchet run. It's like it's something that like it's so it's so like counter to like every part of my being. It's not that I even mm-hmm. really care about hatchet runners, right? They can they can hatchet run if they want. I just like it's mm-hmm. so not my my style in any sense. It's so I just find yeah. it so alien. It's difficult for me to um to put myself in there because i don't really like looting that much anyway i think that, that anybody who's kind of familiar with my my stuff on my stream knows that i'm like a, pr- a prolific non-looter and i have chats screaming at me half the time just like you've missed this and there's the cashier like oh my god what are you doing and i'm just like eh, it's fine and i think because <laughs> like i, I kind of get my economics from you know the hideout and other places um mm. but i mean that totally makes sense what you're saying i guess you probably <laughs> i said like Look, there's a ton of other people running into interchange there. I mean, do you like just not bump into them or what? Like these people must die a lot when they're running in and then oh, you they, meet yeah, someone die. and you die. Or like you meet just the other day, we were in Texco. I guess we had a better spawn. And then this hatcher runner comes up from the escalators near the furniture store. I don't know if you know these call outs or not, but it's like right next to Ollie yeah. anyways. And we just hear this guy running. It's like player, player. And so I'm looking and I see he's a hatcher runner. I shoot him, but I miss him, and he's already going up the steps. Because, I mean, I'm hearing the guy running. I'm thinking, oh, man, we got a Giga Chad coming in. You know Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this you don't guy's know, just right? sprinting. You don't know. Yeah. And then you see it's a hatcher runner. So then I'm like, man, it, I have an option. Do I chase him up the stairs to kill him so that way he can't get the card in his butt? Or do I let him go? So, of course, I chase him. <laughs> 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 but then I die to a different player all the way down the oh. second floor yeah, shooting okay. at us yeah. it was just like what a what a shit show but yeah 
(laughs) It's definitely not for everyone, but I think for certain people to them, it makes sense because it's like, I can guarantee Mm. my future income if I just grind this hatchet running for a little bit. Yeah, I think it makes sense. I mean, I think like, I think other people just have a much greater tolerance of sitting on the loading screen than I do. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like if you had something else to do in the loading screen, Mm -hmm. then maybe it would be a bit better. But for me, I just like, I hate just sitting there just like twiddling my thumbs on the loading screen, just like, God, like I I would at least like to make something of the, of the raid um, when I go in to do it. But uh, anyway, I don't know. It's a, it's, it's a nuts one. It's a nuts one. What were we talking about that? We kind of managed to derail that. Yeah, um, originally to to sort of bring it back home, that system does not punish. Ah, yes, what it's intended to punish. Indeed, it only, in Indeed. my opinion, it only punishes new players. That's yeah. it. Yeah, so. I think I think so. I think so. And yeah, we said we said there's kind of like there are mechanics to get rid of it. Not not completely, as you as you rightly put. Um, I hadn't actually thought about that, so it's it's an interesting one. Um, mm. But I don't see as many hatchet runners as I used to. Nowhere, nowhere near as many, and especially on the maps that I play. So I don't, as yeah. I said, I don't play much interchange, really, um, except as scav later, and they're all gone by then. Um, but I don't really see many on um, even shoreline, to be honest. Like I don't really see that many on on shoreline. Maybe they're in and out so fast you never get to see them because I'm actually wearing something gear wise. But um, I don't know. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know, like if you could somehow, if they could bring it in so that there's a, a sensible reason as to why that might happen. I just don't like, I don't like things happening unannounced. I, I don't like things happening unannounced. I think this is, that's actually kind of like a useful way to move into something that I was going to quickly cover about. Mm-hmm. I think it, there's a few elements like this, um, but one of them is about ammo. Right? Ammo is like so important. Yeah. And all the information is completely hidden. Yeah. It's kind of the same, right? It's like what makes what makes these games good is the amount of choice and being able to choose between this is cheaper but less effective, this is more expensive but more effective, and all the you know varieties in between the the whole rainbow of different things that you could potentially pick from. Armor's a little better because you do at least have durability. There is the whole materials thing, which is kind of annoying, sure, sure. but it's workable, right? You have you have a durability number, you have a level for the actual armor kind of protection class so that kind of helps but the ammo it's just like there's no damage figures there's no penetration numbers there's like you just have no clue and i don't think it helps i don't think it helps for a new player because you can't you you should be able to give people a little bit of something you know basically just saying to people just guess i don't think is interesting from a player's perspective it's not an interesting thing to just have to guess what to do or what ammo especially to buy. That you have to guess in a online scenario where you're risking the gear you're guessing, yeah, or the item you're guessing, yeah, and you're like, well, I want to be able to make the choice as to whether I bring in expensive ammo or cheap ammo, but I have absolutely no idea whether it's worth it, and I don't have the tools to be able to tell unless I again go outside of the game, go to the wiki, look mm-hmm. at no food after midnight's ammo chart, look at it against the the other armors. Like, there's just there's no way, right? unless you're some yeah. kind of ballistics expert in real life um or just an enthusiastic amateur there's no way that you could ever know any of this stuff and again like as people have pointed out previously there are other gaming mechanics within tarkov like helmets are kind of you know overpowered compared to their real life you know um counterparts and so even if you knew about armor and weapons and 
whatever in real life, it doesn't necessarily cross over either because we don't have a plate system. You know, the EFT is weird, right? It's like the meta is around like just extreme penetration because almost every single player is wearing class four and above. Like class four is like a pretty serious piece of armor, right? But everybody's wearing it and it covers the entire body part. And so high pen meta is just like the thing and always will be the thing until they change it over to something a bit more varied, like the the plate the plate system where you can you know potentially shoot through them with hollow points or something. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I think that's like it's again, it's another example of the new pro experience being tricky because zero information is given and it is driving you to an outside source, which makes it quite tough. I think in the, another another one of, of this type as well, which is kind of like the new wipe I know what I'm doing booster is the hidden caches. Like people who've played know where they are. Like when when the hidden caches mm. weren't there, like customs was just a complete wasteland, right? There was just there's nothing yeah. there. There's like a, a safe in dorms. And that's basically like the entire loot of the whole map. Whereas now with the caches, there's like there is actually quite a lot of loot all over the place, which is fine. But as a new player, you don't even know where they are. I remember when I yeah. like when I first started playing, I don't know about you, but like coming from something like PUBG, where pretty much every house will have like loot spawn in it and there's like maybe a vest or whatever, and it's like non-realistic and arcadey. But you go to Tarkov and you're looking around and you're just like man, there is nothing on this map. And like, this is playing original customs without caches, right? When I first started and it, it was pretty bad for loot, but you don't know any better. And you just play customs because it's where they tell you all the quests are. And you're like, I'm not, you know, the only thing I'm getting is maybe some scav guns or something, but that's it. And like, how are people, you know, getting all, all of these things and getting, you know, expensive items and gear or whatever because i'm just not finding anything i'm going inside all these trailers and all you know in these storage warehouses and all sorts and there's just nothing anywhere there's like maybe a coat and it's got like a key in it that's worth four thousand rubles i just i found that quite quite tricky at the beginning but with the hidden caches it's kind of like it's the you know i know what i'm doing like quick start mechanic almost which as a new player you just don't know unless you went on the because some of them are so ridiculously hidden as well um and again, it comes back to that kind of like asymmetry between they say they don't want anybody to look on up uh, the stuff online, and yet they made it make it extremely profitable to go and do these caches, where so the communities are going to pull together their knowledge to figure out where they all are, right? And I'm I'm sure the caches weren't intended to just be like run like bam next next one next one next one next one next one like I'm I'm sure that probably wasn't their intention, but it's ended up creating entire loot runs just based around the caches hell i created a video on it right it's uh <laughs> they're, they're so they're so worthwhile especially um especially if you're like a new player and there's not quite as much hype about them anymore once people have kind of got stuff set up like i don't do those runs anymore so there's like a little bit less pressure if i'm in a raid i'm much less likely now to be running those caches than um than i was previously and so if there's a new player in the raid with me and they hit the caches i'm not going to be going for it and i'm sure there's other players who um who are also you know further along who who don't really bother hitting them too um and so it's it's good for new people but yeah it's it's another strange it's another strange one it's just it's the same theme over and over again about we don't we don't want people to know what's going on but we make it so difficult to actually figure out that you have to i was just thinking what you're they could have like a jaeger quest early on that's like hey i'm jaeger I'm kind of a weirdo. I like to hide stuff and make you do ridiculous <laughs> quests. But also, I want you to find five caches. And then he, he gives you a photo, or a, a group of photos, and they have screenshots in-game of a couple different caches on a couple different maps. Mm-hmm. And so then you can start piecing together. You know what I mean? Like, you go here, and when you walk in the proximity, you get, like, a a quest pop-up. Cache found. You're like, oh, I found a cache. And, you, you know, you loot it. I mean, something... They need to start implementing 
breadcrumbs. Yeah. You know, even, you know what, even something like you get to look at your in-game maps and if you found a cache, it's marked on there again, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. I, yeah, that'd be I, cool. would, that'd be I cool. would not be opposed to that. It's like you go to find a cache and then once you found it, it's like, then it's marked on the map. So you can kind of remember. And obviously it's like, it's, there's no GPS or there's no dot on the map or, or anything, but it kind of like reminds you sort of where it was. Cause, or maybe you have to like mark it yourself. I, I don't know, but something along those lines that I think would be yeah. quite, would be quite, would be quite interesting. And, kind of add a bit of an element of like the oh i'm gonna go and find out where these things are rather than i'm just gonna have to look on the on the wiki because who has time to be scouring the ground in all you know in all of these um in all these different places with no real idea of where they might be to start with there's no clues or anything so it's just like you just gotta slowly figure them out organically or look them up and string them together and start running them as scav or or, or even pmc it's uh it's, it's difficult. What's the chat saying? It give you a key, and the key can only be used to certain caches. Yeah, there's like a lot. There's a lot of ways that it could be done. There's definitely a lot of ways that it could be done. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've, uh, my my theme's kind of very similar for a lot of a lot of my suggestions. <laughs> I got another thing I want to throw your way. Um, insurance. So, some of my friends we're not insuring their gear like their headsets okay and all right which i don't know your opinion on it but i was trying to tell them like okay in my opinion you should always insure but that may differ if you're a solo player and especially if you're new but i was trying to tell them like hey insure your contacts so that way if you kill a player you can drop your contacts and take yeah. their contacts you know a bit of insurance fraud mm-hmm. but beyond that i almost think that as a new player it's like a bit of a catch-22 because you say you insure your gear and you die. Yeah. If it's a good player or a veteran player that killed you, they're probably not going to loot you. But if it's a new player that killed you, they're going to loot you. Mm-hmm. Right. Presumably. Yeah. And then on the flip side, if you bring, let's say you got found some really good gear and you insured it, well, then it's most likely definitely going to be looted if you die to like a player. That's almost like, and because I feel that insurance heavily favors squad plays. What I'm trying to get at, get at, it definitely does. Because if you if you die and your teammates survive the fight, they can ditch your gear and, and you know you're good to go. Um, I almost think that what they should do is have a insurance cost should scale by level. So when you're Level one, it's extremely, extremely, extremely cheap, very affordable. And then level two, it's you know, it's still cheap. And then it just if you're level sixty, oh man, that insurance is real pricey. You know what I mean? Because you're <laughs> you're a veteran player, you're level sixty. Like I don't I don't care how long you've been playing shooters. If you're level sixty in Tarkov, you, you gotta be you gotta be at least somewhat decent at the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think you necessarily need to make it like like punishing at the top level because it means just people won't use it. So you, you still have to allow it to be usable. And like, yeah, it, it should be... Maybe it's like how it is now, you know, mm-hmm. at the top level. Because um, it is actually more expensive than it was before. But yeah, I, I, I do agree. I mean, they've done something similar, right, with the health system where 
under you know levels one to five you get to heal for free at the end of each raid because that was miserable yeah, which i liked i, I like that was too. really good i like it too and I, I that was a misery for a lot of people right like yeah. people were like playing scav and then like oh man my pmc is only like a quarter healed up but i don't have any money or i like you know i don't want to spend all my money on cheese i've already done that and oh, i'm actually well i'm just gonna go play something else for a few hours because i don't want to just like spend all my money on food and drink and healing up and then i'm just getting killed all the time so i think that's actually a brilliant a brilliant move for them so that was kind of similar right? it would be like under level 10 um maybe your insurance cost is much much cheaper that would be a nice a nice touch another thing you remember when they did the when you got like free gear yeah what? yeah i don't know what that system involves well i don't know is that like a weekly thing anymore. i'm not sure because now it's like you get it's like the first five days i think you get gear every day it seems and that was from okay. this wipe only i believe yeah see i wonder if they should change it to like it's a actual built-in thing to the game like one through ten or whatever you just get because mm. i i thought that was a great thing because now it's like here's some gear go use it and yeah. in a raid because i don't think a new player is going to sell that gear because they tend to hold everything a lot of things yeah yeah exactly um no i, I think it's good. good i think it's a great i think it's a great idea yeah i think it's a great idea yeah, I, I do. I, I like that one. I like that one a lot. And then even kind of like, you know, maybe if your total overall net worth goes down below a certain amount, then maybe you get this like, start getting a few little bits from Prepper or something. Because like, yeah, it, it's it's not fun when you're down in that like catch-22 of like, can't really play because you don't have any gear. Every time you go in, you die because your gear sucks, um, which makes you want to take even less. And then you get, yeah. And then you get tagged and cursed in factory. Um, no, it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 brutal, right? It's it's rough when you're when you're down in that spot because you just don't know how to make money. Like that's the the thing about Tarkov is just like figuring out how to make money. And before then, it's it's very rough, and you can end up in a downward spiral. And that's kind of what causes some people to leave, right? They, they quit the game because yeah. they go, "Well, this game's not. I don't think this is for me. This is not possible. I just don't feel like I'm getting anywhere, and it's just I'm just dying all the time, and like I'm not having fun." Oh. Yeah. Um and it's not even just like I'm not having fun as in like arcade style, you know, like Nikita said the game's not supposed to be fun kind of thing. But people say like I'm not even achieving any progression. I don't feel like I'm getting any better. I don't right. know how to improve, you know? Yeah. That's the thing. And, and I, I do, think yeah. I, I don't know how you that's the, it's, it's, it is quite difficult. Yeah, that that's sort of the the great struggle because on one hand you want the game to be challenging because that's sort of the attraction of the game, right? Yeah. Like Dark Souls is like kind of that yeah. iconic game. It's like, oh, it's challenging. And then it's like, oh, I got to try it because it's you know challenging. Can I beat yeah. it also? And then on the other hand, you don't want it to be such a challenging game that people feel like they aren't progressing or they can't achieve anything. Like you wouldn't want a scenario where you're new to the game and you've expended all your, your you're literally living scav run by scav run. Like that's your loadout every raid. So they, they need to have like some light, very light, uh, I don't know what's the correct word, comeback systems or yeah. some way to like, yeah. No, I, I think that makes sense because like, there's nothing worse as a new player than using basically your last like proper PMC kit, dying, and then doing a scav run, dying immediately at the beginning, having to like 20 minutes to wait and then like going, right, well, I've either got to wait 20 minutes or I've got to play PMC with like no gear. And when you're sat in that spot, and I've been sat in that spot, and you think, hmm, 
And you play PMC one more time and you die instantly. And you're like, okay, my scav's still got 14 minutes. <laughs> and you're like, man, this game is really hard. <laughs> and yeah. it's, uh, yeah, it, it would be good to have some kind of, I mean, I guess the, sc- the scav runs kind of are that, that safety net in some ways. But yeah, look, I don't think there's any issue with giving people just like some other bits and pieces if your net worth goes down below a certain amount or, you know, you get some like a little mini care package once a day from prep or, or whatever it's um it's fine because it doesn't really detract from anything and all it is is kind of a you know you've already hit rock bottom no you don't need to prove anything no one needs to prove anything at this point it's like you know yes i've proven that i've hit rock bottom right now let's let's work on building a way out of this because just sitting here is no life and like if someone ends up just getting stuck in that in that downward spiral they're just going to be um they're just going to be there forever to answer your question previously by the way i don't think i've got a single gun back in the last three weeks playing solo on insurance as a, as a random side side point i'm running like nice-ish guns but i think i may have got one back and that was when i was playing duos with my sister <laughs> um and wow. that was because i died and and she didn't and i died in the middle of, no, of nowhere um but I, i'm yeah i'm getting very very little back right now it's, it's rough for solos <laughs> yeah i was watching some other like very good pvp streamers and they never insured other anything. very good pvp streamers <laughs> i wouldn't want to be compared to very good pvp streamers that's for sure i was kind of surprised i was like man you're not gonna insure that armor like that's a slick like i mean i feel like but then again it's like yeah that is a slick like i guess it's great they just don't insure and it's just like i don't know maybe they're it's so used to playing labs not today yeah i don't know if i don't take a face shield with me i'll insure well they were saying it wasn't worth insuring and probably just because of the like, I guess. after they've increased the amount that it costs um the return rate on them is so low in compared to uh that, that's the thing right like if i'm i mean it, it kind of makes sense like i still auto insure everything but you know maybe i need to think about it a bit more carefully because like so if i'm not taking face shield i'll insure everything because there is a chance that i get one tapped in the head by a scav in the middle of nowhere and i get my whole loadout back that is possible and that will happen yeah sometimes. that is possible whereas if well, maybe if i'm going like super thick like i don't know it's almost like the better gear you have you're not going to die to scavs you're only going to die yeah. to players and then it means that your gear is is certainly going to go yeah i was almost thinking even just ensuring for the fact that you could ditch your broken armor for their armor yeah but then it's like well if you're running the best possible armor in in slot there's a chance that our armor more than likely is still going to be very usable. Yeah, I guess like you know? that's the difference, uh, right? If it you're is playing, kind of a... if you're like a top level PvP person, you already make plenty of money from doing yeah. the various things, and you're un- you know unlikely to die. As you say, you're not really going to be insurance forwarding stuff because you're going to have to swap over from your top tier thing to something that's maybe like second tier with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it's not. The, those situations that people are normally using insurance for aren't aren't really present you know you're not you're not dying to scabs in the middle of nowhere i mean i guess the only time like there are sometimes i've had i've got like some decent armor back but i guess like the times that you get sniped from long range are sometimes the times where you get it back because like people can't always come and actually get your stuff because there might be another fight in between or they get distracted or they can't even find your body because it was miles away and by the time they get to you there's trees everywhere and stuff it's quite difficult to see you that kind of thing um i don't know i'm I'm still gonna be insuring everything for now but it's a it's an interesting point it's always it's always good to go back and like question the original assumptions as to why you insure everything all the time and why it's so good you know if they made if they made the insurance like two times the price of the item clearly we wouldn't do it right so there's a threshold somewhere 
and so it's about thinking about where that threshold actually is um yeah so it's a very good point it's a very good point it's easy to set yourself into the old patterns and not not think twice about it yeah i think we're running a bit think, out of time i think so i think so yeah there's i think there's so much more we could cover here though it's a good topic it's a yeah. very very good topic do you have any more points you want to say before we wrap up? Um, a bit of a teaser is um, okay. I want I think what they could do, and maybe this is a case of trying to please everyone, but I think what they could do is because I feel like the gap between new players and veteran players is just so big, right? Yeah, that then there's like these certain milestones you hit as you progress, right? Like, um, I think of one, like unlocking Jaeger is like a milestone. Um, unlocking the flea market is like a milestone. Yeah. Like the change from one to 10 is huge. Like just hitting 10 mm-hmm. is like you unlock more. But like for the veteran players, they can do it faster. So I guess what I'm getting at is I would like to see the sort of on the low end, the, the game be a little bit easier. Maybe not easier is the right word, but have these like mechanics or systems to uh yeah, I guess easier. I don't know. I have to brainstorm a bit more. <laughs> but then at the top end, make the game harder. Kind of like what I was saying with like the insurance. Yeah. Right. Like your level 60, it's gonna cost you more to insure because you're level 60. Your level 40 strength, that level 41 strength is going to cost is like going to take a lot longer you know what i mean sort of making the and maybe this isn't a good maybe it isn't all good because these are sort of like arbitrary constraints you know um, yeah i do but, still think that yeah they could they could they can tilt the balance more right it's like it's so skewed I feel already like there's some room to there play is with. 100% yeah. right it's like there's there's skills there's gear there's just knowledge um I mean, I'm sure there's some other elements to it as well, but those are kind of the three I was that I can thinking think to like with. Availability of items. I feel like having very basic gear always available. Like you remember when you couldn't buy bank rob- robber rigs because <laughs> you can only buy four per reset yeah. and the global stock would sell out. Like they need to make sure all that is just completely smoothed out. Like have very basic gear always available on the low end. And at the high end, have like like the slicks the slick barter tray let ragman level four yeah. is super worth you save so much money you could use the troopers you get back from insurance or you could just buy them but you save like i think you end up paying like 260 which is insane 000? right for slick which is insane yeah i i i'm i'm using that barter almost every time i can <laughs> i just have a bunch of slicks inventory. <laughs> But I feel like that shouldn't be a thing. I feel like it should be found in raid only. Have like the AP rounds. You remember the the Lapua rounds? Yeah. They were like, oh, that's so cool. It's only found in raid. And the the market it was like a market set price. Exactly. I feel like they should do more of that for like the top end gear, like the meta. Yeah, hundred percent. Maybe items. you can buy up to level five armor with you know Ragman or whatever. But like level six, gonna have to find that in raid. You know, top I, level yeah. AP ammo, gonna have to find it in raid. And then you're gonna have to choose. You have to choose what to bring and when. Yeah, I just feel like they could make the mid-game progression mid-game gear uh all of that expanded out more right because i feel like it's so small right now in my opinion 
I don't know. Yeah. We'd have to talk about it another time. I don't want to. Indeed. Indeed. This is a whole topic for another another time. Yeah. We're going to have to note it for down. Sure. We're going to have to note it down. This is a good one. I like it. I like this. You're nearly dragging me in. <laughs> I almost got you. I almost got you. <laughs> no, it's a good, good point. Stuff. I do think that they should rebalance it a bit. Even even more. Even more. Because yeah. you want more new people in the game, right? It was a complete final point and random aside. Mm-hmm. I think they were they were celebrating the other day. If I just kind of look at the, the Reddit, they were just celebrating like 500,000 players. And I think the last couple of months they went from like 400k to 500k quite quickly in terms of you know subscribers to the um the reddit and i do think i don't know despite how difficult it is and how much people complain or whatever they're at like 526 now already and they're still kind of like in the celebrations of the 500 and i don't know there's a lot of people joining the game and you want to retain these people i think it's important right, to think 500 about it. what 500,000 people on the reddit subscribers on the reddit wow oh yeah i did see that yeah. that is pretty and cool and it's five and it's but now it's 525 already and there's a lot Crazy. of people coming into the game. There's a lot of people coming into the game. Yeah. I do also wonder, uh, this is this is now completely random and often a complete side tangent before we finish. The, I wonder if the, the big spike in people going and playing Rust because of all the streamers playing it then mm-hmm. kind of diffuses people into other games and EFT is kind of like the next one in the line of like oh with God. hype. So if people aren't, you know, if people are going, oh, well, I'll try this and then like, oh, maybe I'll try one of the others. It's like, well, what am I going to try next? Well, maybe I'll try EFT because it's kind of the, you know, the next in line in terms of... Um, you know, ones that have kind of had popularity recently and people are talking about. I don't know. That's a, I don't know either which way. That was um, a genuine just kind of random thought question as to why. Yeah, I want so to do people. a podcast where we talk about the rest and um, maybe also your squad. Oh, yeah. Like things we, things we can learn from other games. games. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. That's a great topic. That's a great topic. Yeah, I'm actually probably eventually... I don't really have it planned right now, but I'm eventually going to do a video on Tarkov versus Squad. I think just just from uh, I don't know, just from cool. like just to just to muse about it, you know, just to chill and just muse yeah. about it because I think people like that kind of thing. So yeah, we could definitely talk about it too. There's nothing to stop us doing doing both. <laughs> cool, dude. Well, I think that wraps up the show. I think so. I think so. I think well, uh, so. Well, this has been excellent. I've enjoyed this this yeah, this, this one quite a lot. <laughs> For sure, for sure. But um, yeah, we'll put this up on YouTube. You can find us on Spotify. Um, and it'll be going live on Monday morning, Sunday night here in the US. Excellent. Uh, yeah. All right, guys. We'll catch you next time. Have a good one. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.